0: To the world. Hi everyone. Good morning. It's good morning here in Tokyo. Um, welcome to another new episode of Nano to the
1: World.
0: Hey How are you guys doing? How are you, Brandon? I
1: am super sleepy.
0: You want to go to sleep?
1: No, no. I'll talk by myself in this episode. I'll try it out. No, no. We're no. going to do this recording today, and I'm, I'm excited to uh, be back in you know our regular studio doing yeah, the recording. Yeah, it feels I think like
0: it's been a while. I It's don't been know. a while.
1: We did it on Zoom last time. Yeah,
0: that's probably why.
1: Um, but it's good to be back in the studio. It is. Um I have been working on different projects and stuff from like seven thirty in the morning to like Ooh. two AM every day for the past couple of weeks. So if I sound really sleepy and really exhausted, um that's what it's coming from. But
0: are we gonna have a chance mm. to get to know what those projects are in the near future? Oh uh, maybe. 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 Some, some of
1: them I could talk about at some point. Some of Ooh. them are, you know, still in the works, but oh. more than what I'm doing, you just came back from Hawaii and that's something I want you to talk to me about for like two minutes.
0: Okay, for two minutes. Um well I am back from Hawaii and um, Um, It was just an amazing experience Mm -hmm. because it was my first time in Hawaii. Yep, yep, I'm jealous. You know how they, like, they say, especially in Japan, how Hawaii is such, like, a, like, one of the top vacation spots and how it's so magical and how everyone, like, goes there and then, you know, they go under the magic of Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, until I went, I was, like, Snorting, and I was like, Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, come on. Mm -hmm. But then I went there, and I totally understood why everyone falls in love with Hawaii once they go there. It's but at the same time, it was a little bit different from what I imagined Mm. because, um, I imagined like the way Japanese people think of Hawaii, it's more like a resort, like a vacation spot, and everything is so like Like flamboyant, yeah. But for me, it felt like just, um, a like a hotter, fancier part of America. Like it was, mm, okay. it was like going back to the U.S. just like any other, um, like Florida or California. Right. And so, in a good way, I felt totally at home, and um, I definitely could see myself going back there again. So
1: I, I, I wish I had the opportunity. Um, to go. It's been coronavirus time, so there's not too much Oh, and talk about to... that. Oh my mm. gosh.
0: My experience, my trip was absolutely like over the top. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. But coming back and going through COVID procedures,
1: right.
0: oh, I never want to go go so through w- that again. what
1: was it actually like though for you?
0: Like once we landed in Narita, hmm. Tokyo, we had to wait another three hours after doing another set of PCR tests. Right. And then for one slip of like negative... Um, paper, the right. name of Bobber, we had to wait like three hours and mm-hmm. walk around the entire Narita airport going to this test, going through that test, going through, th- and oh my God, after like a f- nine hour flight and your feet are dead and your brain right. is dead and your heart is dead, having to go through that mm-hmm. is like, really, like, it was one of the most boot camp moments of right. my life and I thought well in a way it's the reason why Japan is so safe but sure. at the same time like I think it's it's a little bit too much hmm. that's what I felt like they could do it a little bit more like like Uh, there's a better way of having to go around that. And so perhaps maybe this year when the tourists are um, more welcome into Japan, the procedures will be a little bit more easier to deal with and easier on the travelers because this is kind of not something I want to go through again.
1: I see like the comments from people too, like because we've done we've masked up and we've done you know hand sanitizing as Mm -hmm. strictly as we have and practice social distancing and so on like people have said oh i haven't had a cold in you know two and a half years now Mm. or something Clearly, it works and and it's effective. But you but- know, hmm.
0: they had they did say something on the news um, recently, and I was like, oh, that is true. But you know how like in the states or in America, for example, like everyone's like, woohoo, masks are not mandatory anymore, right, and right. they're they're so happy about being maskless. But in Japan and like in Korea, for example, they're saying on the news that even if they release the the mandatory masks procedures, that Japanese people, like a large portion of Japanese people, are still. going Right. Wear masks. Right. They did polls and surveys in the town and asked why they the Japanese felt that way. Right. Well, because like I feel more comfortable mm-hmm. with the mask, um, not just for sanitary reasons, right. but just for personal identi- identity sure, reasons, sure. or like I don't have to worry about my makeup right. or. Um, I don't have to worry about my, like, um, mustache sure. or whatever it is. And Japanese people feel more, like, comfortable and safe. But at the same time, I felt like if this becomes the norm, right. it's kind of scary because you don't get to see half the face mm-hmm. of, like, whoever you're talking to. And, like, I do think that without being able to see someone's expression, that really, really closes off a lot of emotions and a lot of communication aspects. And I I do always wear a mask To um, protect my throat as a singer. Of course. But at the same time, if it becomes a norm, that's kind of scary,
1: I thought. I was thinking to myself, too, like, on the train. Do I want to be the first person to be that guy that takes off his mask and is on the Ooh, train? Ooh, that's gonna,
0: like, take a lot right. of courage.
1: It takes a lot of courage. And yeah. I can imagine that most people wouldn't want to be that first, yeah. you know, couple people. But Especially mm. Japanese
0: people, right? right? Personality-wise.
1: Who is gonna be the brave, you know, few first the people? The first penguin. Like, you yeah. need... You like know, maybe, is it gonna be masked like, permanently from now on? I like don't know. Maybe
0: we could take those like baby steps, right? and first, like, someone will, um, create a mask that is, like, see-through, like, half see-through, sure, sure. and, um, we get used to seeing people's faces, like, the bottom half of people's faces, right. like, it's lace, or it's, like, I don't know, some kind of see-through mask, and then we get used to that, and then the next step is <laughs> to take it off.
1: <laughs> have you seen, like, the, the ones that have, oh, the like, clear ones? The clear ones, it's like a Oh, those look so uh, I so ridiculous! Oh, like a, I'm sorry. A black plastic. Yeah, uh, those look so ridiculous. With like though. the plastic shield over your mouth or something, so that I don't know. It's like something out of like what Mad Max or like one of those like dystopian kind of movies where yeah, it's like the apocalypse and you got. Like, I know. The weird I've masks seen masks it. Yeah. I've seen
0: a couple of like um, newscasters or whatever mm. doing it on TV. But anyways, so today
1: you mentioned newscasters, mm-hmm. and we've talked in the past, like and people. Ooh you know have asked me about or like on the show we've been asked like what was shocking to you about coming to japan or what Uh was like a cultural you know thing that you were surprised about and i never come up with anything good because i've gotten so used to everything at this point that Uh i'm like i don't even remember what you know was shocking to me anymore but
0: yeah
1: it clicked in my mind that Mm. there is something that you know was a cultural shocking thing to me when i came what is that so, again, we mentioned, you know, you mentioned newscasters, and there's something that comes up after, like, the weather report on Japanese news programs mm-hmm. um, every day that would never show up back in the U.S., and it's basically, like, you know, your astrology information ah. for that day. And so today, you know, if you're an Aries, like I am... Um, you're an Aries? I'm an Aries. If you're an wait, Aries... Wait, wait, what's
0: an Aries in Japanese? It's
1: like, uh, Yagiza? Mm, but the if you're an Aries, then today you have five stars of luck. But if you are a Pisces, then today you only have one star of luck. And you yeah, can, it's
0: like the rankings too. Like right. in 12 places, right. in 11 places, and right. first up is...
1: You know, and it gets even more detailed than that, right? Yeah. Like, you know, if you're an Aries and today you have four stars of luck... They'll even go as far, like, and this is a, the weather person, I guess, or the newscaster or whoever's explaining it will come in and be like, oh, you know, you, you know, don't worry about going out with friends today, but make sure you send a message to your mother because, (laughs) you know, and and it's, I've heard it that detailed sometimes, like, this is how you should manage your luck for the day.
0: And also, Mm. I find it really interesting because, um, you know, a lot of people watch these uh, astrology rankings every morning, like, as a kind of routine thing, but Mm -hmm. they also, one of the funny things that they... um, like say on the rankings is like today your lucky food is a hamburger exactly that or like your lucky color is red you know and people actually like take this pretty seriously Mm -hmm. and they're like okay for lunch i'm having a hamburger or for you know whatever it says your lucky item is and so i kind of i've never actually done that myself Mm -hmm. i'm always like yeah, but I don't like that food, so no. But. Right, or, you know,
1: I don't own any red clothing, so I guess I'm, you know, screwed but, for the pre- day. Pe-
0: but people, like, take this pretty seriously sometimes, so, yeah, I find it pretty funny.
1: Um, but it was an interesting kind of segue into what we were going to talk about today. Yes. You know, it was about... That
0: is the smoothest transition ever.
1: Some radio Kudos experience. Kudos to for you. This-
0: <laughs> no, so I wanted to talk today, um, in particular, about the Japanese love and passion for... Um, uranai, which mm-hmm. is
1: like... Personality tests, tests or like uh, fortune telling. Fortune right.
0: telling, exactly. Right. Fortune telling. And, um, of course, there are a lot of different types of fortune tellings around the world. And mm-hmm. even in America, there are some major ones yeah, like astrology course. and everything. But I think when I came to Japan, one of the really biggest culture shocks was how many different types of fortune tellings there were and mm. how... Japanese people seem to really love and uh, like rely on hmm. these fortune-telling um, outcomes in their daily lives, it's really, really like a huge thing.
1: One of the most common, like fortune-telling slash, you know, uranai things that you see as a tourist when you come to Japan is, you go to, you know, Asakusa. Or you go Omiguchi, to Omikuji, right?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And the, you know, it's a very easy, cheap, you know, but novelty of your trip to Japan or something like that. But actually. Although I don't know if I would say that I believe everything is written on it, um, it is the one that I will, when I go to the shrine, mm-hmm. get every time just because it's a fun thing to. Like do. with just right. one
0: coin, um, you, you like put the coin in and then you get a, an, like a number, and then you draw a number and then in that number drawer or something, you get a paper and then you get that like least luck, little luck, normal luck. Small luck, mm. big luck, and like best luck, and there's like six different like levels. Usually right. in the omikuji, and it's like a a big part of Japanese culture, right? Like on New Year's, mm. if you go to hatsumode, which is right. praying for the, at the shrine on New Year's, then everybody like uh, does the omikuji, and I think foreign tourists hmm. love the omikuji yeah, yeah, as yeah. well when they come to Japan, right?
1: Like, you know, obviously, something I've always noticed with them as well is that um, if you go to a really, like, tourist-heavy location, mm-hmm. you can actually get them in English oh, at some really? places, right? But if you just get the Japanese one, like, even for a person who has a lot of experience studying Japanese as a foreign language, mm-hmm. sometimes the the language that's used on it is really, really difficult to understand. Uh. I clearly, it, they're telling me that something is good, but, you know, they will write it in that kind of vague Style, like you know, you get your uh, the best kind of luck is daikichi, mm-hmm. right? When you get that one, you know, there'll be little categories, yeah, uh, for like each health of your, or
0: mm, moving or friends or romance wealth, and stuff, yeah.
1: right? And so, you get to like the I don't know, it's just, like the romance section, but there's all this is the one they always have is the person you are waiting for will appear, and
0: but what if you haven't mm, been waiting, you know, it's like, right.
1: like the person you're waiting for will arrive, or like. I don't know. I'm I'm to wait, think of another but one. the person I'm mm. waiting
0: for is Amazon, you know, Amazon delivery.
1: You know, <laughs> well, no, they'll, they'll yeah. arrive definitely. They'll arrive just, definitely you know, not necessarily on time.
0: But maybe, you know, the romance could uh, get off from there. I don't know, you know? Who knows? Uh,
1: Who knows? I will say, though, like, you know, I. How far do I believe in just fortune telling in general? Like I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's amusing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily go and dress in red because my you know lucky color for the day was red on Japanese you know weather report or news. But I will say though, when I pull that omikuji out of the you know little cabinet or it comes out of the little you know mm-hmm. slot and you open it up and it says kill, which is the worst yeah. luck you can get. It does give me just a little bit of a shock. Seeing that one, like, ah, thank you. That reminds me. I, I appreciate me. that. Thank you. I had
0: a friend once. Um, She was a foreign friend. That friend really believed in Japanese sort of fortune telling. Mm. And if she drew a bad luck fortune, like, kill fortune, yeah. she would draw, redraw until, like, she gets a good one. Ah. And I was like, that idea never even, like, occurred to sure. me, like, to redraw something. And I was like, is that not, like, taboo to do? Or is that a
1: forgiven or i never even thought about that so there's so can i put on the brandon sensei hat for? of course go ahead i would love to hear it um in the year 1582 Uh, right before the incident at honnoji which is a big event in japanese uh, military and political history where the uh, lieutenant akechi mitsuhide assassinated his uh lord oda nobunaga and basically shattered Oda Nobunaga's dreams of uniting the warring states of Japan. Um, but in the lead-up to the incident at Honnoji, Mitsuhide went to a temple uh, on Mount Atago in Kyoto. Mm. And uh, he goes up to this Atago shrine, uh, Atago Jinja, and he it explicitly says in the literature, whether you can believe it or not, that he pulled the omikuji three times. Oh! And when he pulled it, it went, Kyo, Kyo, Daikichi. Oh my gosh. And so then he saw that as a sign that, you know, yes, he should go ahead with the assassination of Nobunaga and move forward <laughs> with the plan, is what the literature says. Mm. So when I went to Ataku Jinja, um, I did exactly the same thing. You got a kill. It went kyo, kyo, daikichi. Oh, wow. And so I felt quite, you know, special that Mitsuhide and I had the same luck. But uh, as you're mentioning that you could do it multiple times, apparently that was a thing, at least for him, Uh, when he did it.
0: So it's not like Hmm. a no-no thing to do. It's up to you, right? I guess. I guess. Um,
1: But, you know, maybe you could try it next time and see how your luck changes.
0: I'm (laughs) that kind of person where I hate to be told my life is in one way or the other. So that's one of the reasons why I'm going to go into the next Hmm. sort of category. Hmm. And I wanted to go over, like, what some of the major fortune tellings are in Mm. Japan.
1: No, I, I was gonna, my transition for this was gonna be, Nano, tell me about your blood.
0: Okay, so some of the major ones in Japan, of course, there is the um, astrology one. But I think more so than the astrology one in Japan, the blood type personalities Mm -hmm. are huge in Japan. Also, there is the tesou, which is the the hand palm reading. Yep, palm reading. Palm reading. And also, like, the names. Like, if you have a Japanese name and the number of um, Mm, lines in the name make up, like, if you have 20 lines in your entire name, that Mm. means something or whatever. Whatever. And so, like, there are so many different types of fortune telling ways in mm-hmm. Japan. And so, but the biggest one I think is blood type, which is completely interesting because <laughs> it's so big in Japan. Absolutely. And yet, it's only big in Japan, not even in other Asian countries, they, it's that big. Mm. And so, it's kind of like one of those culture shock things when you come to Japan and everyone's talking about blood types. Everyone all knows sudden.
1: their blood type. Yeah,
0: right. And, like, even, like, it's part of um, daily conversation. Like, if you if you meet someone for the first time, they're like, mm. oh, so what's your blood type? And mm. then you're like, oh, I'm A or I'm B. And then mm. that gets you talking about some, like, light conversation, getting to know each other. It's like mm. a really casual get-to-know-each-other kind of thing, right?
1: You hear it on the train, too, like, people talking to each other. You know, I went on a date with this person, and you overhear this stuff on the train, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, this person is A blood type, or this person's blood type is B, or this person's is this. And it's, well... Depends on how far you believe it, I suppose. Or like sometimes but, they go hmm. as far
0: as saying like I could never date a B type. Right, exactly no way, that. no way right. in hell am I ever gonna date a B type. Or like, like, I don't know, but they categorize and it's mostly about personality mm-hmm. and not like um Like, for example, astrology is a more fortune telling about your life, like in your future, or this is going to happen then or whatever. But blood type personality is just mainly, um, plainly about your personality Mm -hmm. traits. So I pulled up a website in English that was pretty um, informative about it. And it briefly goes over like what the different um, blood type personality traits are. So A type personality, it says people with a A blood type are sensitive, cooperative, emotional, passionate, and clever. They are very patient, loyal, and love peace and thus do not like to get into a fight with anyone. But sometimes these people become overly sensitive. They do not like to break the rules set down by society and care about adequate and social standards. Common personality traits. Kind, shy, attentive, stubborn, polite, tensed. Reliable, overly sensitive, perfectionist, responsible, timid, anxious, composed, and reserved. Uh,
1: Sounds like that could describe every person that I know. And also, bad personality
0: traits. (laughs) Obsessive, overly sensitive, pessimistic, Hmm. stubborn, easily stressed out, and fastidious. Um, B-type. These people are very creative and quick decision makers, but they are not good at taking orders. They put every part of themselves into something they want to focus on. They have a very strong desire and drive to be the best of everything they do. Hmm. But just like the A blood type, these people are not good at multitasking. And um, people with B blood type are thoughtful and empathetic towards others and make good, reliable friends. Positive personality traits, curious, strong, relaxed, creative, adventurous, passionate, cheerful, active, and outgoing. Negative, a wild, erratic, selfish, unforgiving, uncooperative, um, irresponsible, and unpredictable. Hmm. And then AB, which is sort of the creative or the sort of rare type of personality uh, traits uh, in Japan. Okay. says people with AB blood type are a mix of A and B personality types just like their blood group. These people are complicated and can have dual personalities like they can be shy like A as well as outgoing like B. Uh, they try to keep their personalities from strangers thereby making most believe that they are mixed personalities. It is hard to decode these people. Good personality traits, charming, controlled, cold, dream, chaser, caring, rational, trustworthy, adaptable, and creative, negative, Uh, Complicated, vulnerable, irresponsible, self-centered, forgetful, unforgiving, and critical. And lastly, O blood type. People with O blood type are daring, outgoing, and go-getters. They have a habit of setting high standards for themselves and do all they can to achieve them. These people have excellent leadership qualities and little things do not bother them, which makes them appear as selfish to other people, especially to A type. Uh, Positive traits, leadership, easygoing, positive outlook, confident, calm, outgoing, cautious, loyal, peaceful, passionate, independent, reliable, carefree, trendsetter, blah, 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 and negative. Jealous, ruthless, rude, non punctual insensitive, cold, unpredictable, self-centered, and arrogant. Well, that's pretty, like, degrading. <laughs> wow, they're just totally bashing off. No, but so these are just, like, the basic traits hmm. that Japanese people tend to put on, like, um, different types of personality, uh, blood types. Right. And you are, what, A? A, yes. And I am B. hmm So do you feel that A, like, when they like, categorize you as A, that you sort of fit into the A-type?
1: Overall? Overall, yes, I think it does describe parts of my personality, but probably not everything, right?
0: I think Japanese people have that tendency where they like to, uh, be able to empathize with the masses. Right. So, like, they like to feel like like they have companions. Sure. And so they're like, oh, we're all A, oh, I'm so happy, you know? But at the same time, like, I do feel that the traits described in A are Mm -hmm. kind of similar to some things that I feel are unique to you. Mm, Okay. And then for me as being B, Mm. like all the traits, like including the ones that are negative, I do feel like those kind of ring a bell in my head. Like I am stubborn. Yeah, I don't like to take orders or like all these things, but it's, you know, difficult because there's only four and there's not just four types of people in the of entire course. world. But just very like vaguely.
1: I mean, we've been enjoying discussing these different things, but you could always come in with the, you know, hardcore A-type skepticism if we want to mm-hmm. pull it out there and and say that what's the scientific background or basis for any of these things.
0: But there is none for... Right, right. Like, blood types, particularly. And, well, there are none for any type of fortune Mm, telling in the end. But at the same time, it's just, like, I guess a way to push your back when you Mm -hmm. need it. Or, like... Um, make you realize different things in life that maybe you weren't able to realize sure. without a little bit of help. So I think just a healthy bit of um, fortune telling and not relying too much on it because right. I've heard those scary stories where some people just delve into it and become mm-hmm. like absolutely overtaken by sure, it. Sure. A healthy amount of it is mm. is fine, I think in Japan another major one yeah. is palm reading uh, and palm reading is another one that actually like if you walk around the sort of uh, sketchy parts of Japan like the towns sketchy
1: parts of Japan okay yeah a
0: little bit you know the, the older sort of Shinjuku or like Ginza or like the little alleyways you'll mm. find um, little fortune telling booths and usually they're um, palm reading ones are right, the most right. popular ones I've never been into one myself I was gonna ask but you have
1: you had your palm no I've never been into
0: one but I've Mm. seen them on TV and I've seen the actual like booths before. Mm. And these also like sometimes get like shown and introduced on television. And they say like, oh, there's your love line. There's your wealth line. There's your marriage line. And I'm always looking um, at what they say and then comparing it to my own palms. Mm -hmm. But I'm sorry. I think out of all the fortune-telling methods. Mm. Palm reading is the one I am most skeptical about. So I wanted to go Mm. to the site that says the descriptions of them all. Sure. And I wanted for us to take a look at our palm signs and see if this really is like something that might be believable. Mm. Okay, so it says, how to read palms. Sorry, are you looking at your palm, everybody? Okay, so apparently... um, Like, which hand to look at? It says there are different um, methods. And for males, it's the left hand. And for the females, it's the right hand. Or, like, there's different things. And just look at whichever one you feel like it, I guess. There should be two lines in the middle of your palm that go uh, horizontally. Mm. And then there's one that... Goes from that middle horizontal line that goes to the bottom of your, uh, like the top of your wrist. Mm,
1: the wrinkle that, uh, the, is the vertical, the top, right?
0: yeah, the vertical right. ones. And so, um, out of the two horizontal lines in the middle that stretch pretty long, the top one is apparently the heart, it's called the heart line. Mm. And the one below that is called the headline. Okay. And then the vertical one that stretches from the middle of your palm to your wrist is the lifeline. Hmm. And then the one there should be a like a shorter line underneath your pinky, which is called the marriage line, or even some like some sort of marriage line.
1: You have that?
0: I have no idea. I'm looking at my hand. Okay, let's go with the <laughs> first heart line. Okay, so this one, the heart line. Um, What is it? Interpret the heart line. Line can be read in either direction, from the pinky finger to the index finger. Depending on the tradition being followed, it's believed to indicate emotional stability, romantic perspectives, depression and cardiac health. So, Hmm. um, it says here, if it begins below the middle finger, it means you're selfish when it comes to love. If Hmm. it begins in the middle you fall in love easily. Uh, If it's straight and short, it means you are less interested in romance. Hmm. And if it touches the lifeline, which is below that, your heart is broken easily. And if it's long and curvy, it freely expresses emotions and feelings. Hmm. And straight and parallel to the headline, it means good handle on emotions. Wavy, many relationships and lovers. Hmm. If there's a circle on the line, sadness or depression. Circle. Broken lines mean emotional trauma. Hmm. So, with the head line, which is the top line here, I guess. What what which one kind of <laughs> <laughs> So, is there know, one like, that rings uh, the Night, it's
1: like well, it's well defined and definitely starts somewhere between the index and middle fingers. Uh, Is what it seems like. So it goes past the middle finger anyway.
0: uh, So I guess that would mean selfish when it comes to love.
1: It's possible.
0: (laughs) Mine is really short and not like... It's straight and short and like just really simple. Hmm. And I'm guessing from the one on the list, it means either... Um, less interested in romance, I think that one is the one that
1: fits most, <laughs> so
0: I guess it's, and also smaller lines crossing the heart line, so emotional trauma.
1: <laughs> See now, because that's, I was going to ask you, like, in, on mine, the heart line and headline are connected in the middle by a shorter, like, diagonal line that goes between them, so am I emotionally damaged because of this? I think so. How emotionally damaged am
0: I? Pretty emotionally damaged. Hmm. Okay, so the next one is the um, headline. Okay. Which is the, middle, the, the line. middle line. And it says this represents a person's learning style, communication approach, intellectualism, thirst for knowledge, and a short headline. So the one that stretches from your the, the, between your thumb and your pointer finger to the center of your palm. Right. So, it's a horizontal line. The short line prefers physical achievements over mental ones. So, you're more physical than mental. Mm. A curved sloping line uh, says you're creative, uh, separated from the lifeline. The mm. lifeline is the one that is vertical to the, your wrist. So, if it's completely separated and not connected, that means your thirst for adventure, enthusiasm for life. If it's a wavy line, short attention span, Mm. deep, long line, thinking is clear and focused, Mm. a straight line, thinks realistically, Um, donuts or cross in headlines, so like a circle or a cross in them is emotional crisis, broken headlines, inconsistencies in thoughts, Mm. and multiple crosses through the headline is momentous decisions. Mm. So... Um, Anything that rings a dot with you here?
1: I mean, I guess this one's also Mm -hmm. well-defined. I don't know if there's, like, crosses or anything inside of it that I can see. Um, Like, it gets to, like, just below the middle finger, and then it kind of sharply angles off, um, you know, towards the wrist a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that has something to be said about it, but...
0: I think mine is kind of curved and sloping line. It's like, it's pretty deep and mm. um, like apparent. And it says here like, curved and sloping line is creativity. Mm. And also I think straight, it's kind of a little bit straight. So it might be things realistically. So
1: mm. hard mm. to see. <laughs> like,
0: I don't know, the, the wrinkles in my hands aren't so prominent. Like sure. some people have really deep ones that are really easy to see. Yours are really, wow.
1: I mean, I'm stretching my hand, but.
0: No, but yours are really easy to see. Like, look at mine. Like, mine are kind of, I
1: can still see it. Maybe it's not as defined, but. They're
0: kind of like weak, Hmm. so I don't know. Okay, and finally. Hmm. So the lifeline here, it begins near the thumb and travels in an arc towards the wrist. It reflects physical health, general well-being, and major life changes. And the length is not associated with the length of life. So, if it runs close to the thumb, you're often tired. If it's curvy, there's plenty of energy. If it's long and deep, that means vitality. Hmm. Short and shallow is manipulated by others. Swoops around this in a semicircle, strength and enthusiasm. Hmm. Uh, straight and close to the edge of the palm, cautious when it comes to relationships. Multiple lifelines is extra vitality. Oh. And circles in the line indicates hospitalized or injured. Uh, break in them is sudden change in lifestyle. So
1: So the one you mentioned, like swooping semicircle, that's definitely mm-hmm. um, the case for this one. That for was, you? My, my own hand. So
0: swooping and semicircle means strength and enthusiasm. Apparently. But I think that's pretty spot on for
1: you. Like it's long and shallow, but it does go all the way around from... Like, where it diverges from the... Well, there's a mm. short
0: and shallow one, but there's... Right.
1: long and shallow, I was wondering, does that exist?
0: So, yeah. I think it's like a mix. Maybe, like, mm. maybe you're manipulated by others, mm. but you have strength and enthusiasm.
1: <laughs> Being manipulated by others, but loving it. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty <dull. laughs> That's
0: That's kind of scary. Okay. No, but, um... Hmm. I don't know. How about you? I don't think any of these really, like... Are that, but I, curvy. It's a little bit curvy, so mm. I think it's like plenty of energy, which I do feel like. I always am told, like, especially when I'm on stage, people are like, "How the hell do you put that much energy mm. out? Right. Like, even though you're not that huge, you know." Mm-hmm. So I think like vitality or energy is definitely something that I was born with, and mm. it comes naturally to me. But um,
1: and it's all thanks to your lifeline.
0: Yeah, it is. Excellent. But anyway, so just like. In a nutshell, um, that, those were the sort of major yep. fortune-telling methods in Japan. Yeah. And if, like, what is believable is completely up to you, right? Of so course. if you like, you know, if you really think that blood-type uh, personality traits ring a bell with you, then maybe mm. that's right for you. Yeah. Um, if you really believe in palm reading, yeah, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's, it's always up to you if you want to make the best out of Hmm. like the negative aspects, then that's up to you.
1: Go pull your omikuji um, once if you care to, three times if you dare. Yes. um, And see what comes up.
0: So anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, really deep episode about fortune telling and a little bit, you know, sort of the sketchy aspects of it. But at the same time, um, you know, Sometimes it does help to get a little bit of like a positive push on the back. Like in the morning, I don't really believe the astrology rankings, but at the same time if it says something good, mm. then I'm like, oh, "Oh, of course." You know, I I I feel really good today. Sure. Maybe I'll like, you know, smile more or you know, like make a little bit of effort to make people happy a little mm. bit. So
1: Go eat your lucky food for lunch.
0: Yeah, and it, you know, it might bring some sort of luck to you who knows right mm,
1: I, yeah it could certainly could
0: yeah so anyways like happy reading with you guys and hopefully I'm wishing you a lot of luck in your future mm-hmm. so thank you so much for listening to today's episode of nano to the world again and we're probably going to talk about a a continuous, uh, deeper aspect of uh, personality treats in the next episode. So mm. tune in to that. And always, we're waiting for your comments.
1: Absolutely. And your
0: likes and your subscribes. So make sure to check out all our SNS uh, stuff on Twitter and Instagram. And I think this is the first time I'm the one saying this. You want to go for it, <laughs> no, Brendan? No, no, no. You're you do it wonderful. a lot better than me. So just go go ahead with the No, just um,
1: go ahead and follow us on Twitter. Um, you can search for us on Twitter, nano to the world. It should come up. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram, uh, where we post some photos from like behind the scenes, uh, from the recordings, and so on. Um, and all of these episodes go up on Spotify. So please make sure to follow that Spotify playlist as well. And uh, share it around with other people that are interested, like, in Japanese culture, um, in Song, obviously, um, in the entertainment industry in Japan. Because we're always looking to get more ideas and more uh, opinions on what we should be doing in the future.
0: And lastly, I just want to say thank you so much. I want to shout out to the people that are listening to this overseas. Because oh, I, yeah. I told this to Brandon, and I was really, really Im- moved by it. But when I went to Hawaii and did the Q&A panels with the fans... Mm-hmm actually I was surprised at how many of them listen to this podcast. Yes. And even though we're still a growing podcast, every listen, every fan counts and having you guys out there and knowing that there are actually people who enjoy the mm-hmm. content that we deliver, it means the world to us. Mm. So please keep on supporting us and we'll try to deliver what you guys would are the most interested in. So uh, send us comments what you want us to talk about and we'll keep talking about it. So look um, forward to the next one.
1: I'm, I'm always surprised to hear from like clients over here in japan when you know i introduce myself and say oh you do the podcast with nano right and that does happen and you know i hear it from clients and i hear it from talents as well and so it's always you know wonderful to hear that we're getting that support not only from the fan base but from the industry as well so please keep it up
0: yeah please keep it up and thank you so much for your support absolutely see you next time you guys keep rocking on love you
1: see you next time rock on
0: rock on